0: Hello world, I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite-sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. Hello, hello, and welcome to the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. I am your fearless leader, Rochelle Indra. And we're going to talk today about something that (laughs) you would think would be the last thing that a life coach would talk about. This is the thing that may make you scratch your head at first, but I think it's something that is so important to talk about. And yet, I swear that every time I bring it up to a client, they like cock their head to the side and they're like but aren't you a life coach? Why would you be telling me this? I'm like, yeah, no, I know. But here's the thing. It is okay to give up on a dream. I know, I know. What? 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 How can that be possible? No, you always have to pursue your dreams no matter what, no matter what the cost, your dreams are important above all else and you just sacrifice and you push and you strive and you do whatever it takes. You sleep in a cardboard box, you sell your house, you divorce your wife, you never see your kids, you just push, push, push until your dreams come true and then all of it will be worth it. That is what we're sold. That is what we are sold in books, in movies, in people that are championed in society, that you just go for it no matter what it takes. And that is an extremely masculine way at looking at a dream. It is also an extremely narcissistic way to look at a dream. But that is what we're sold push, push. If you work hard enough, you can achieve anything. And sadly, that's not always true. There are a myriad of reasons why we will not achieve our goals. Some of them is they are just absolutely like physically impossible. Sometimes they're circumstantially impossible. And sometimes... They're just not meant to happen and they're keeping us from dreams that could be bigger and could be actualized. So here's what I'm saying. Like when I was a kid, I absolutely dreamed of being a gymnast. That is what I wanted. I took gymnastics and I just thought I'm going to be an Olympic gymnast. And then as I developed um, (laughs) my curves, even my younger curves, we're not going to make it. We're not going to be what was necessary. Even if I probably starved myself to death, which I'm super glad I didn't do, even if I had tried to do that, I was not going to have the body of a gymnast. I'm also 5'6", and I wonder if that might be a little too tall for a gymnast. I'm going to tell myself that. I'm going to tell I was also too tall. Maybe I wasn't tall enough. Anyhow, no worries. It wasn't going to happen. And if I had continued to push and focus on that dream, it would have led me to a dead end and at what cost? And that's the thing that is so toxic about teaching people that they have to just go for their dreams no matter what, no matter who gets hurt in the process. And I watch these movies just as you do of like some guy going for his dream and it's always at the expense of the wife and children and social life. And the wife either leaves him and it's like, yeah, but that's okay. Because like the dream, yeah, man, the dream was most important. Like she didn't understand or like he sacrificed for his dream. They always have kids. Like you sacrificed a loving relationship. You ruined this woman's life experience. Now she's got to go be at the kids by themselves. The kids have no longer have you in their life. Yeah, but it's the dream, man. Like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. We need to stop selling people this version of what it is to go for your dream. Because you need to, when thinking about your dream, you need to also think about what is it that you are willing to sacrifice? What is it your family is willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to mortgage your house for it? Are you willing to throw in your entire life savings. Is that safe? Is that healthy? Problem is we see these stories about someone succeeding against all odds. We're like, yeah, that's the pinnacle. That's, That's what I'm going for. Yet those are one in a million stories. Maybe one in 10 million stories. Yet society sells us that that is what we should strive for. It's like winning the lottery. We never show all those people that didn't make it, those people that got divorced and whose children don't talk to them, those people who are now penniless, those people who lost absolutely everything. And we don't even talk about the people who gained everything and it wasn't enough. They got that dream and then it didn't feel the way they thought it would feel. So they went for another dream and another dream and another dream and just kept striving and striving and striving so that even if they win, they still lose because it's never actually enough. Or the people who get everything they want, they achieve that goal and it wasn't worth it because their family's gone, because their friends are gone, because 10, 20 years of their life is gone. We never talk about those stories. Or we end the story when we see the achievement. And we forget about the wife, the kids, the friends, the people who were sacrificed along the way, the business partners that got screwed over for the dream, the people that got lied to, the people that got cheated just to get to the top. And we're sold that the dream is all there is, the only thing that's important. So I challenge you, whether female, male, I challenge you to lean into your feminine, how could you make a goal that leans into the feminine? And your feminine is your creativity. Can you pivot when things change? Are you just so steadfast in that mask of push, push, deal with it, go through it, whatever challenge, break the barriers? Or could you lean into the feminine and say, "This is what I want, but I'm open to how I get there." Or these are the things I'm willing to sacrifice, these are things I'm not willing to sacrifice. Talk to the people in your life that this matters to. I remember when um, I was in a long-term relationship and I used to speak American sign language and my partner and I had talked about if we were going to have kids, we talked about uh, adopting a deaf child because I spoke sign language and he was willing to learn sign language. And we thought that would be a really wonderful thing to do. But I also realized we needed to talk to our family about it. We needed to make sure that our family was on board with it because I refused to have a family that couldn't communicate with my child. So I had to talk to my parents, my brother, his family, his siblings. If you have a dream, who are the other people it's going to impact? They're going to have to learn sign language now. They're going to have to be able to make these accommodations. Are they ready for that? They've got skin in the game. Making sure that we are checking in with the people that this also affects. And maybe this is not the right dream for the family, or maybe we need to do the dream slower. Maybe... The family is willing to put $10,000 into making your dream come true. Okay, here's $10,000 to try to see if you can invent that thing. But that's it. We're not willing to sacrifice our life savings, our retirement on that. Man, all the studies show you have less money and less time. You actually come up with better product. You actually come up with better ideas. She got to think outside the box, right? That's that feminine, that agileness, that creativity, that being able to move with the flow and not be so fixated on one goal. And also realize that sometimes while you're on that path to that goal, there may be other paths to get there, right? You climb a mountain, as many people know, if they're hikers, there's usually not one path to get up the hill. And sure, maybe that other path is slower. But maybe it's steadier. Maybe it's more of a guarantee that you'll actually be able to get to the top. Or maybe you'll get to a different part of the mountain that you didn't even realize was even more beautiful. Because there can be several dreams. But if you get so hyper-focused on one, you may miss the others. Uh, A perfect example is me being single. Like I could just sit home every day and be dating all the time and be frustrated and chasing the dream of finding my partner and not focus on anything else. And instead I've said, okay, well, that will either happen or not happen. There's nothing I can really do about it. And I'm deciding not to date endlessly and, you know, move to a bigger city where there are more single men and yada, 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 which I could totally do if that was my overall goal. And I just said, you know what? That's not what I want my life focus to be on. So if men are off the table, I mean, men are never off the table for me, but you know what I'm saying? If that goal of being my primary focus is off the table, what else do I have? What else can I, can I do? And that's when I said, okay, I can travel. That's another dream I have. That's a big, beautiful dream that I can actually control. I can actually do something about. And hey, if that partner comes along, how wonderful. But if not, fuck yeah, I'm leading this other amazing dream. If I die in my 90s or 100 and my partner never comes, I'm like, yeah, but let me tell you about this story in Amsterdam, right? There can be other dreams when you open yourself up to the possibilities of other dreams, There may be other ways, as I said, of of making that dream work, but there could be totally new dreams and it is okay to pivot. It is okay to change the dream. I get this with clients all the time where they have a goal and they're coming to me to work on this goal. And then we see that that may no longer be the right goal. And they're like, yeah, but I I don't want to fail. I can't fail at this. I put and I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Changing is not failing. I will say that again, changing is not failing. Realizing that, oh, this isn't the dream for me. I thought it was, I went down the path and I realized it's not, and I'm going to double back now. That's not failing. That's reassessing. That's gaining more knowledge, more wisdom, more understanding. That's important. It is important to know that you can do that, that you can pivot. When you see all of what's possible out there, sometimes it changes. You change. You watch these movies of these people who have like, oh, this is my dream for 30 years and that's great. But also, you may have changed in those 30 years, in those 10 years, in those five years, in those six months. You may have changed of who you are and those may not be the things that are important to you anymore. I had a client that was really gung-ho about her job and about getting to a certain place in her career, and then she had a baby, and she was still interested and excited about her career, and that still meant something to her, but now she had a baby, and that also meant something to her. That also was a dream of hers. So the career one took a back seat for a little while, and that's okay. That's okay. Okay. When the child was old enough, she got back into the career thing. And yes, she was quote unquote behind when it came to where other people were who she had started with in her career. But that's because she went on a side road and had another dream. And what a big, beautiful, special, lifelong dream having that child was and is for her. And that's okay. Society doesn't sell us that, but it's true. That's okay. And I wish more entrepreneurs, more, you know, we make these celebrity gods out of entrepreneurs that have started huge companies and invented amazing things. I wish we talked more about their businesses that failed and what they learned from it or their inventions that didn't go anywhere and what they learned from it. We don't talk enough about that. You know, I love when writers talk about how it took them 30 years to be an overnight success. You know, we champion the, you know, I was a writer forever, so it's just something I've looked into a lot. We, we champion this idea of like, oh my God, the first novel this person ever wrote got picked up and is an international bestseller and has a movie deal. Oh my God, that's amazing. That could be me. But when you sit and talk to those people, how rarely, rarely, that truly was the first book that they ever wrote. It was the first book that got published. Not usually the first book they ever wrote. Many of them have uh, MBAs. No, it's a different word. I forgot the word, but there's a word for, um, you know, a master's in writing. So they've written their entire lives. Many of them have written two, four, six, ten, twelve 10, 12 books before one gets published. They've had agents, they've lost agents, they've, you know, gone through so much to get that book published. And then we just say, wow, look at that overnight success. And it's like, yeah, no, not at all. Or they have lesser known books that no one cares about, no one thinks about until their famous one hits. I think of Elizabeth Gilbert, you know, be like, oh my God, she came out of nowhere. No, she didn't. She was a writer. She had other books. She was a a, a prolific writer for many years before the success of that one. Those are the things we're not looking at. So leaning into that creativity, leaning into knowing what am I willing to sacrifice? What am I willing to do for this? What is my family? What's my community willing to put up with for me to make this dream? And am I willing to be open to other dreams, to different dreams, to better dreams that could possibly come along in the process? And can I see it as a pivot? to something better instead of a failure. The other thing I think is really important for us to talk about when we look at this is whose dream is it? Whose goal is it? Is it actually your goal? Or is it a goal that somebody else has put out for you, laid out for you? Inception, right? Has somebody else put this idea in your mind that this is what you need to do? Whether that is society, right? That you need to be successful, that you need to make a certain amount of money, you have to have a certain prestigious job, that you know you have to be this breadwinner of your family, on and on. Is what is this a societal thing that says who you should be, what car you should drive, what house you should have, what career you should have? Is it a partner that's putting an expectation on you? Is it their dream for what your career will be or what? I keep using career, but there's all sorts of things. Is it somebody else's dream for having children? How many children you're going to have? Whatever the dream is. Is it your family? We just had a really great discussion, and it's one of the things I love about the group coaching that I do is because I'm a white woman living in America, and this is my culture, sometimes I forget to think about how some of these things affect other culture, and this wonderful woman is in our group. She's from India, and she talks about, um, you know, we were talking about shame based goals, and she talked about the pressure she has on her from two different cultures, from the Indian culture that she's from, but also the culture in America that she lives in now. And I just thought, wow, I can't even imagine what that is like to have that pressure of two different cultures that could be so drastically different, and both have so many expectations of you. So, is it your culture that told you what your dream should be? Is it your religion that has told you what your dream should be? And also to make a list of how you will know when you achieve your dream. How will you know when you've achieved it? What is the amount that is enough money? How big is the house that's the big enough house? How many children? How much time spent with your children will make you feel like enough of a success of a parent? Like I said, the problem is the goalpost so often moves that if we don't know what success will feel like, then how do we know we can be successful? That we have actually achieved that dream. So often I work with clients, I'm like, so you did it, you made it, and they don't even know how to celebrate. It's a whole other podcast on that. But I just want you to think about whose dream is this? Who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying to make proud? What love are you trying to win? What self-esteem are you trying to gain by this dream? And is this dream actually turning into a nightmare? What will open up for you if you let go of that dream? If you just thought for a second about whether the dream is making you happy, And remember, life was what's happening when you're making other plans. So are you still enjoying your life while you are going for that dream? Because I would hate for you to work on that dream for two years, five years, 20 years and get there and say it wasn't worth the sacrifice. It wasn't worth all those years of being miserable just to get here. This is a huge thing I talk to my clients about is, sure, let's have that goal. But are you going to be miserable for a number of days, weeks, months, years to achieve it. Will that be worth it? And if you didn't have that goal, what would open up for you? What would open up for you? And I'm not saying give up on your dream. I'm not saying give up on anything. It's just something that's important to look at and to look at dreams in a whole new way. And to look at how sometimes our dreams are actually holding us back. Food for thought. Thanks so much. I love you. Are you a woman out there who has been doing her inner work for a while? You've maybe been going to therapy or listening to these podcasts or reading the books doing the actual work it takes to heal yourself and you're looking around and noticing that you are lonelier and more isolated than ever. That doing your work means that it does sometimes create distance with others. Think about joining the Sisterhood Group Coaching. I designed it so that women could come together and be supported with like-minded other women when sometimes our family and our friends, our children, and our partners aren't as supportive as we would like them to be and as we deserve for them to be. This is a place to come every month and get that support and see the people who are doing the work, learning from each other, teaching each other. You deserve that. And this is a place where you can do it.